0: Hello, wherever you are in the world today. Welcome to Beyond the Art and our series, The Stories That Carry Us. I'm your host, Craig Beaumont Flynn, a citizen of the Cherokee Nation and the Delaware Tribe of Indians. In each episode, we will discuss with various Native American artists, influencers, art leaders, and everyone in between their experiences, the communities they serve, and the translation and interpretation of the Native American art world today. Welcome to Beyond the Art. Today, uh, we have three Cherokee women clay artists, Jane Austey, Karen Walkingstick, and Tama Roberts. Welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank thank you, you for
0: having me. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Well, why don't we just start off and give us a little personal background about your cultural heritage and how you got started in the artistic uh, endeavors. And Jane, why don't you start?
2: Okay. Um, I'm Cherokee, and I've been making pottery for a long time. I started with Annabelle Sixkiller Mitchell. She's my teacher, mentor, and friend. And I've been teaching a lot and doing markets all over the country ever since I started. And one of the things that I like is teaching. And Karen is one of my students, or was one of my students, over 10 years ago. And she has been very successful. And we've been doing Santa Fe Indian Market. Well, she's been doing it ever since she started. I've been doing it 30 years, and I retired from that show this year. And one of the best things about teaching is to see an artist like Karen succeed. Mm -hmm. So you graduated.
3: (laughs) She graduated graduated graduated. (laughs) a long time ago.
2: (laughs) And she's just taken off and doing wonderful work. Thank
4: you.
0: And Karen, tell us a little bit about your personal background and why you became an artist.
4: I had a a friend uh, call me and ask if I wanted to take a class with Jane Austy. And I, I She was given a pottery class and we all got together. And, it, you know, there's a group of probably eight of us that were... Um, i will just going to have fun, and took this class, and met Jane, and I really liked Jane, and and I wanted to, by the end of the class, I wanted to know how I could do more of it, and Mm -hmm. she was giving a series of classes at the time, which was perfect, and I just kind of took a couple other classes, Mm -hmm. and then as we kind of got to know each other and started working more together, um, she asked me if I would, you know, want to work, As a apprentice with her, Mm -hmm. so I um, I did for about eight months, and she kicked me out of the nest. You
0: got the stamp of approval.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: go forward. (laughs) Kicked her out of the nest, and she cried.
4: I did. I did. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not ashamed to say it. Yeah, I cried, made her feel guilty, (laughs) and she kept me.
0: (laughs) Tama, how about you? Give us a little bit about your background and why you became an artist.
1: Well, um, I think I'm. I still have that new artist smell, I guess, if you will. (laughs) I've only been doing it professionally for about 10 years. I started uh, six years ago with Bill Glass Jr. Uh, The Cherokee Nation has the Cherokee National Treasure Mentorship Program. Mm -hmm. And I asked his wife, Connie, if he had any spaces. And she's like, well, you know, we'll see. And then about 30 minutes later, it was at Cherokee Art Market. Bill came over and you have to know Billy's. He's just an amazing person. Right. But he, he was like, sure, you want to take my <laughs> class? <laughs> and I said, I would love to. And so he kept looking at my artwork that was in the booth, and he said, be at my house Sunday. I said, okay. So that really, that's really this how it started. It was about six years ago. So, and then I've also worked with Troy Jackson, and so it's really kind of taken off. Mm-hmm. I was doing it part time, and then I got a work divorce. And um (laughs) you know, sometimes life kicks us in the right fanny and it was either sink or swim. So then I really had to put everything into it. Got a new path
0: and go forward.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And um through that heartbreak came, you know, the best path of my life, I think. Besides being a mom, Mm. you know, this has been amazing. And I'm I'm hoping to take a class
0: from Jane one of these (laughs) days.
1: If she'll teach me, you know.
0: Are you still doing classes? Are you still teaching?
2: I haven't done much since COVID. I've done just a few special (laughs) workshops, like the Tribal Youth Council and Seven Star Camp this summer.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: but I haven't really taught a class.
0: Well, I think you have a new student. I would like. <laughs> so you have one that wants to come back, obviously. Uh, so we can always learn. Uh, so since the three of you have been uh, doing your craft, uh, the amount of years that you've actually put into it, have you seen the rise of uh, Native American women partaking and being more and more involved?
2: I believe so, but mm-hmm. I believe we were always involved. <laughs> the, um, maybe we are getting more recognition than women used to get. Mm-hmm. But, but I think, in especially in the clay, there's always been as many women involved, I believe, as men.
0: Uh, Have you seen the growth of uh, Native American arts uh, escalate in the last couple of years? More and more people becoming more, I guess, uh, collectors and becoming more of a focal point instead of just being something that's a craft, but it's actually an art form.
2: When I first started, you couldn't sell pottery in Oklahoma. Really? I had to travel all over the country, especially the Southwest. There was no pottery market in Oklahoma to speak of. And now... With Cherokee Art Market, I think we do pretty well,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and we we have collectors there, where when I first started, it was just almost no pottery sales in Oklahoma.
0: Wow. So, and what year? They're on their 17th year, 18th yeah, year? Yeah. Yeah, I think Coming so. up? Yeah.
1: I
2: think my first
0: Oklahoma big
2: market was Red Earth in 1990, and there was a little bit of sales, but... Mm-hmm. I had to travel the country really to make a living.
0: That's a lot of work to put into mm-hmm. that.
4: Yeah, but you get trip stories. Yeah. <laughs> I love trip stories. <laughs> we got to Do
0: you travel as a pack? We do. <laughs>
4: we do. Mm-hmm. When well, we went to Santa Fe this year, we all stayed three, together. Three yeah.
0: cars. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what inspires each of you and motivates you? We'll start with you, Tamma.
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> it really creatively or intrinsically it's it's mainly i think it's you know from being in the the commercial sector from a previous occupation in kind of holding back all that creativity mm-hmm. now it's kind of flooding forward so it's usually emotionally driven mm-hmm. if you know i'm upset or sad, it just comes through mm-hmm. uh and that's usually how it starts and then right before i fall asleep you know when your brain is kind of in that in that day, yes, <laughs> uh, that's when I'll start to get my ideas, or I'll see things in my mind, or as you know, I'm driving down the road and something will hit me, and um, and that's usually how it starts. And mm-hmm. you know, my inspiration, or a lot of it comes from um, this. She's a scientist that I actually follow. Her name's Neri Oxman, and she's really big into the um, biological sciences and and you know, when you look at things at a cellular level mm-hmm. and the geometry that you know how things were created that's really where I'll get a lot of my designs is 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 from nature mm-hmm. but at a cellular level and so that's usually where it starts is something I'll see a, a line or I'll see a shape and um it, and then it will kind of translate into not only the shape of the pot but the the environment in which the piece will be going in it doesn't necessarily have to be a pot it can be Mm -hmm. a 3d sculpture and you know the space that that creates as well so
0: and then i want to pay my electric bill
1: (laughs) (laughs) and you want to eat i Mm -hmm. I like so how do you
0: incorporate the cultural heritage component into your craft
1: well the last few years and being around bill and demas Mm -hmm. his son demas learning about the few designs that we have left from Spyro and in different areas, there's not a lot left. Right. And so it's funny because I would see those. And in my mind, I, I was like, you know, this first time I looked at the book, you know, I'd say about 10 years ago, um, I had seen those designs before and I couldn't tell you where, and I had always drawn them mm-hmm. as a child. And so learning those, you know, it just intrinsically comes through. I can't say that I'll start with that design in mind because right. a lot of times they don't. I won't even sketch. Uh, all of a sudden, I'll start seeing it, you get in that zone and you'll start working and carving. And then three hours later, you go, oh, I have a design. And so it, it just comes through. I can't tell you where it comes from. And I'll call Karen and I'll say, look. She's like, I'm like, what do you see? And she'll say, well, I see this bird or whatever. And then before I know it, it's it's that design coming
0: through. Hmm. Well. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you drinking at night?
1: <laughs> Diet Dr. Thunderbird.
0: <laughs> and you too, what inspires and motivates you in your craft? And do you take a lot of inspiration from cultural items or are you kind of reinterpreting, reinterpreting into today's culture?
2: from the first time I saw our Southeast designs, I have been in love with them. And they're always the foundation of my work. They're not always exactly like those. Mm -hmm. They move around. And especially seeing Anna's early work, I fell in love with her work. And for years, I did anything that was Southeast. And about 20 years ago, we got more information on what is Cherokee. So I've been focusing on that the last several years. And I don't make replicas, and I don't always do the designs the same way, but it is important to me to continue the Southeastern tradition and continue the Cherokee way of making pottery mm-hmm. and even when I make figures, they will have designs on them that comes from our old art and When I first started though, we didn't know the difference just anything southeast was fair game, right. Mm-hmm. But with the internet and introduction of more books that had more Cherokee things, we're able to focus more on what is ours or what was ours. And anyway, I get inspiration from just books, people, um, and early morning hours when I'm drinking (laughs) coffee and, and when it's quiet. Nobody's talking to you and maybe not even thinking about you. Right. Yeah. You can get a
0: little clear channel there. Mm. Karen, what's your process, your artistic process in creating?
4: I'm the opposite. (laughs) 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 I am a late-nighter. I'll be working at two or three in the morning. I'm Um, getting up then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'd we'd pass. (laughs) Um, I don't sketch anything. I just start i think it's important to every day even if you're not um if you even if you don't have a real good idea just sit down and do something mm-hmm. you know make some sort of progress and just keep working and so i don't sketch anything out just i'll start building it and i you generally make what's on my mind whatever i'm thinking about i there was a pot that i had made not long ago that had a it was magnolias and i, I built a new studio and the, there were, I have a magnolia tree and it was too close to the studio and I was thinking about that and thinking about it and I was going to lose that tree. It's the first thing that blooms in the spring and it smells so good. And So I built a pot with the magnolias on it and uh, I could feed back from that one. I really liked it. It's kind of mm-hmm. striking. So I just mostly build what's on my mind, but yeah, a lot of the old designs, um, oh. southeastern designs, I like to take something and Add a little something to mm. it, or make it some mm. not mm-hmm. what it was originally, but mm. add to somehow, or some variation of it mm-hmm. and um yeah, that's kind of how it happens for me. It's just <laughs> I'm just gonna go with it whatever whatever I have on my mind.
0: do you uh three collaborate
4: at any time?
0: Or have you talked we've, about
4: collaborating? We've threatened to. Right
1: we <laughs> <laughs> I think collaboration is important. I would, yeah, I would be honored to collaborate with them. I've done with Bill and Demas before. And mm-hmm. It's just an explosion of ideas when you get everybody in the same room.
0: Correct. And I think mm-hmm. you learn something too, and you see a different perspective. Since art is always mm-hmm. uh, interpretive of who's creating and who views it, you see two different things. So. Having that collaboration, I think, helps. And it ha- actually uh, helps um, further expand, I think, um, the audience, too, when you have artists that collaborate. Um, how do you co- incorporate your Native American heritage into your artwork? Are is there any message or narratives that you're trying to relay? Or is it um, a Jane Austey piece, a Karen Walking Stick piece, and a Tamara Roberts piece that stands alone by itself? Who wants to go first? Jane, why don't you go? I I recently
2: had a pot curated, and um, I didn't mind the missing murdered women and red Mm hands all around. Once in a while, get socially, politically, thinking about some things when I'm working, but not often. Mm -hmm. But once in a while, something that really strikes me, I will...
0: Take some notes from that. Incorporate into your piece.
1: Mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've done the same. I, I had a, some issues in, with a family member, and <clears throat> I was really upset about it, and it involved the pharmaceutical industry. <laughs> <laughs> so I made a piece called "The Jagged Little Pill," and um, it meant a lot to me because I was kind of giving the bird to you know mm-hmm. pharmaceutical companies and how they control our lives, and and it you know. Uh, that's a good way to express and to come through. You know, I'm, I really believe that that's what we are tasked to do, mm-hmm. you know. A message.
0: A message, yeah. <laughs> are, do you, any of you do commission work? Mm-hmm. Yes, a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot?
1: I don't do as much as, as you know, Jane and Karen, you know, <clears throat> helping one day, you know, <clears throat> next time.
2: I have a commission right now for the McClung Museum in Knoxville to a piece the show will be in january 24
0: now is that being derived from your own inspiration in your own direction or are you actually given a a parameters of what they're <clears> trying at, to do anything for? I want to do really? but
2: it's replacing the repatriating uh, the bones and skulls and mm-hmm. things that they've had for years and they want to replace it with live people that are alive
0: there mm-hmm. are so um, how about your commission work Karen
4: I have a lot of repeat customers, mm-hmm. and, and uh, there's a lady in in Kansas here. I'm making four pots for now. That she she must have a big house because there's her big <laughs> pots.
0: Did they give you a directive, or you should just say, Karen, create what you need to create. She she actually went
4: on my website and found ones that she liked and had me recreate ones I'd already made before, which was fine it's nice to revisit those i I keep threatening to take like a year and just (laughs) remake Mm. what i've made in the past because this was 10 years for me Mm. yeah this was 10 years for me this year Mm. it's going fast Mm.
0: (laughs) are there any particular artists that any of you both within the native community and outside who have influenced your style or perspective in your work
1: oh yeah i think that as, far as influences, yeah. I, the first thing I do in the morning after prayers is um, I'm constantly doing research on Japanese ceramics, mm-hmm. uh, you know, metal sculptors, just whomever. Uh, closer to home, obviously, Jane and Karen, Bill, Troy, Demas, uh, Anna Mitchell. And then if you go further out, uh, Magdalena Adundo. I, She's I, one of my favorites. I just absolutely, her pots are. do know. thank yeah. you. They're very simple, um, but yet they speak so loud. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Tammy Garcia, and then you go backwards to Lucy Ree, Hans Koper. Um, I'm just, it's, it's not that they influence me, but I, I look at their processes and their design work mm-hmm. and how they develop over time. And that really i don't I don't think it's influenced my work, but I think it's definitely taught me different methods. Um you know, like Jane and Karen are master builders. That's one thing when I look at like Karen handed me one of her pieces earlier, and it's so well balanced. Mm-hmm. They just sit perfectly in my hand, and that takes years to develop. and Jane, she's can build like these amazing huge pots. And I use the combination of the wheel and hand building and slab building. And her work is just phenomenal. So, you know, you can look at each artist um, medium mm-hmm. and and learn a lot from each one. And that's what I've tried to do is to really soak in, not to copy or imitate, right. but to just definitely learn from their processes. And they've actually, they've taught me a lot, not even taking the class, but just looking and feeling and... And I have a funny story. (laughs) We were at Red Earth one year, and I think that was my first year to do Red Earth, first or second, first with pottery. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had a gentleman came up to my booth, and he said, that's really nice. I said, well, thank you so much. I think it was like my fifth pot I'd ever made. And he picked it up and goes, but it's no Karen Walking Stick.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And I just died laughing. I was like, no,
1: it's not. Not you. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> but now they those two really as far as this building has, has been a, you know they've definitely taught me a lot it was so funny I say that. <laughs> it was hilarious
0: so i mean there's a lot of and as as jane said that you know there's a lot of markets going on and you're retiring from from Swiat. do you feel it takes away some of your your Productive time in actually creating and doing markets, or is it something that you have to do to sell and get I've an always it? done markets yeah. and
2: had to do markets to survive in right. this business. And I've always enjoyed them. I don't travel as much as I used to, and I just don't feel like doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I can make a living staying on, and it, that doesn't mean I'm going to quit doing art right. because I'm not going to Santa Fe. But I see a big change in Santa Fe. I think it's leaning toward the younger, more innovative artists. Mm-hmm. And I think let them have their turn. I've done it long enough.
0: Do all of mm-hmm. you sell via website, or do you have your own studios where you sell out of your studio? Besides the art markets, are you looking at other ways, to? Facebook's been one of my biggest yeah.
2: marketing tools since COVID started. And I didn't suffer a bit during COVID because of Facebook. Wow. So...
4: I stayed busy. Um, yeah. I haven't had anything in my um, website store in a couple of years, and so that's how busy yeah. I've been able to stay with commissions and mm-hmm. and um, and markets mm-hmm. uh, Jane when I when I was working with Jane at the very beginning she she would sh- show me not just how to build pottery but how to fill out an application and mm-hmm. how to you know this is what she does so this is what you know you are a little of who you learn from. Mm-hmm. So she showed me you know, I did my first show. I think it was Trello Tears, uh show in Tahlequah, and we walk over and turn in competition pieces, and she showed me how to fill out the paperwork and how you <laughs> write about what you've created and and it, it asks for a title. On your pot, <laughs> we have great titles. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, I named mine, and then I stood by and watched watched Jane turn in her her competition piece. And she's they asked her what what its name was, and she said, <clears throat> "Well, abundance." Number seven. <laughs> 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 You're just running out of names. It was really kind of funny. It's that she really hard it. to name pottery.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless you
4: unless you have an
2: idea while you're while you're making it right right mm-hmm. and if you're just looking at it cold entering it in competition yeah that's why we have abundance six seven eight
4: <laughs> so we laughed and She's everything. even started naming hers abundance <laughs> so. it's a joke it's just a it's funny for the rest of us because we all know the story so I think I'm going to switch to bountiful or something
0: <laughs> <laughs> since <laughs> your time is as a uh... Women, Native American, Cherokee clay artists, Have you faced a lot of challenges from the outside community?
1: Uh, I I've caught some flack because I think a lot of times when they hear that you're uh, a native artist, they assume that your your pieces to look a certain way. Correct. Yeah. And uh, I've I've caught some comments. Well, you're not you're not native or. That's not native pottery. It looks Asian or it looks Greek. And I'm like, Whoa. that confuses me sometimes. Um, I have, but, you know, it's taught me to exceed, extend grace to that person maybe. And, and at that point, then then you can talk to him about it mm-hmm. a little bit. It opens a door for conversation. Um, I think there's still a glass ceiling for women artists. A lot of times they're not taking s serious. Mm-hmm. Um, they think, well, you should be a painter or you should you know, make little pots. You can't do bigger things. And so I think, I hope that we're removing that glass ceiling and we're breaking it um, for the younger generation to see that, that they can do things, that they're not, you know, it's not always, I don't know, certain designs that have to be. Correct. It, it doesn't have to look a certain right. way. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Especially I think on the, for the non-native, they look at, Native American art as a as a single unit instead of five hundred and seventy four different federally recognized tribes Correct. with their mm-hmm. own indicative artistry and crafts mm-hmm. uh, for the Native, it's like you know everyone seems to always go to the southwest. That's mm-hmm. Native American. Mm-hmm. No? Mm-hmm. no, there's five hundred and seventy three <laughs> a little bit different. Yeah. Um, have you experienced that as well?
2: I think my only limit is myself what i can do mm-hmm. if i can think it and do it i don't see anything keeping me from it
3: yeah
0: i mean being in a uh, artistic community do you see a lot of growth in being a teacher where there's a lot of uh, need for mentorship and programs to kind of uh, bring forth the educational components that <clears throat> since we've lost a lot of elders and they didn't continue that effort to teach, Mm -hmm. do you think there's a lot of interest to the community, both in the Native and non-Native, to reinforce that?
2: Yes, we have programs addressing that in Cherokee Nation. And my granddaughter is 23, and she started making pottery at 14, and she just started again. And I think it's important that we keep teaching, Mm -hmm. educating not only to teach the art, but to teach the culture along with the art.
3: Hmm.
2: And that's what I've tried to make my last 30-some years about. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it's helped some people. I know it's helped me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love doing it, and I love passing it on.
0: So. You see a lot of influx in a lot of uh, uh, tribes, you know, going back to their their... their ancestral uh, culinary arts and also Mm -hmm. their language is Mm -hmm. being reinforced, which is kind of now Mm -hmm. is the time that it's actually taking effect. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And hopefully it continues forward also in the art sector as well. The Eastern
2: Band, when they they came back and did a class with us in 2005, Joel Queen and Tammy Bean. And one thing I took away from that meeting was, you know, we talk about language being so important. Mm -hmm. Joel Queen especially said, our pottery is our visual language, and it's our, it's our historian also, mm-hmm. because it can tell us things that the passed-down stories can't tell us, where we lived, when we lived there, what we ate, our ceremonial processes. And anyway, that was one thing I took away from it, that pottery has so much to teach us. About where we came from.
0: Absolutely, because it wasn't just an art mm-hmm. form, it was actually art instilled into a functional use because mm-hmm. we use pottery to
2: mm-hmm. everyday life mm-hmm. to
0: carry water for food, right. for containment, things right. like that. So
2: But I think that as a visual historian, it is real important.
0: Do any of you get because <laughs> clay is hard to work with. Um I did my first class. About a month ago. And I actually called Tim. I'm like, I had so much fun. I made this little thing like this big. Who's your teacher? I did it in um, Ponca. Uh, they have a little uh, clay studio there. And we all got to sit down on the wheel, do everything. Mine became a little stump, but it was a little taller. But I enjoyed it because it's actually your creative mind. You're working with your hands and you start to form something. And it takes a life upon its own. Because like I said, clay mm-hmm. is not the easiest substance to work with. Dude, It, it, it is. It is? Oh, maybe <laughs> 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 So, Jane, you never took in a piece of clay and thrown it at the wall and getting so mad? No.
3: <laughs>
0: so, when, when you're all creating, mm-hmm. is there a time where it does take a life upon itself? And mm-hmm. you yeah. kind of have to mm-hmm. redirect yeah.
4: They all seem. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: My teacher, she used to, when it goes really well and it, you do it really fast and really good, she used to tell me that the ancestors were helping. Um. And I've had a few of those occasions where I don't think I could really do that, but I did it. <laughs> yeah.
4: I've had pieces like that, too, that'll yeah. just go together so easy. Yeah. We'll you, know, be- like, you, you can make mm-hmm. three or four pots before that uh-huh. and, and struggle yep. with them, and then this yep. one just goes together, everything perfectly. Uh-huh. Yeah does what it it, yep. it just
2: when i hear people say itself. that it took
4: them a year to make
2: something I well you must have had a lot of trouble yeah <laughs> when it's going
0: good it happens yeah. fast
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah <laughs> is there any i'm sure there has It's it's kind of a stupid question but no question stupid you know because of the drying effect and taking it into the kiln and it just it's like a baby i would assume that mm-hmm. you know this creation that you took mm-hmm. some time dedicated mm-hmm. your time to doesn't uh come to Mm -hmm. life
2: i guess yeah (laughs) i think they're most alive when they're still wet
0: yeah when Mm -hmm. that that
2: transformation from the kiln they it's wonderful but Mm -hmm. the clay is so it's alive before it gets in there yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that's my favorite stage when it's completed but not dry Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. what's your
0: favorite stage
1: the leather hard stage what she's talking about because you can still it still has a life to it Mm -hmm. um and and at that point that's my favorite part because i can start Mm -hmm. to carve it in size Mm -hmm. and that's my favorite stage Mm -hmm. that's That's my favorite part too. yeah yeah Yeah. it just feels so Mm -hmm. amazing it it, i can't even describe how it feels but it's it's like cutting through frozen butter maybe Okay. You know, but i get mm-hmm. a, good analogy. I don't know I a bar of soap, a yeah. bar of soap, because it's you, you get just enough resistance, and it and it just it just feels really good.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Are there any um artists out there now that you admire that are coming up?
1: Mm.
0: The coming up ones, Karen
2: Hammet. Oh, thank
1: you. <laughs> I like my, Raven Half Moon. I think she's <laughs> amazing. She's really pushing the limits. <laughs> Raven Half Moon. Uh, mm, yeah. as yeah. uh, far as ceramists. Oh gosh. Uh, George Alexander is a painter. Yeah. I love his style. Love his work.
0: He was on the show yeah. early on in the series. Yeah.
1: Oh man, I love it. Kenneth Johnson. <laughs> Kenneth October. Johnson. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: I've known Kenneth since he was a baby.
1: <laughs> now Lily is working. She's mentioned Lily. Lily is going to be an amazing potter she has uh, she just has it mm-hmm. you know lily van we call her schmilly <laughs> or i call her <laughs> <shmilly>. <laughs> but uh yeah and i think that would probably for now
0: i can think of are there new methods of creating pottery clay play art is there new way doing? new cool? things all the
4: time yeah. the morning, <laughs> yeah. and sometimes even remember some of the old things why why haven't i been doing that mm-hmm. but, i worked a little bit with richard zane smith and he built his differently and mm-hmm. um, he makes uh to you know studying some of the old shards uh, of uh corrugated uh pottery was that not um, i'm not sure i you don't know think it's southeast. but i don't yep. know um so, so they generally were bigger coils. Mm-hmm. I, I hand coil Jane hand coils, but uh, they were all bigger, a little bit bigger coils. Richard's are teeny tiny. Warm. He's like a machine when he works because he's so used to doing it, he'll just hold mm-hmm. one up and, and put it on with one hand, about and- this size yeah and, and he only smashes half the coil and you yeah. can, that that kind you can only work the inside of the pot mm-hmm. because if you work the outside of the pot you'd smash all your coils right
3: mm-hmm.
4: and that's what makes it he he did her i like his how he mm-hmm. came up with that from
2: observing the shirts yeah and yeah. just
4: uh watching the sh- shirts yeah. and making him yeah. putting his own spin on it he's amazing
0: yeah do, you, do all of you take risk in your craft?
1: I'll take a risk getting out of bed. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: and you take a risk getting me a microphone. <laughs> uh, I think that anytime that you're doing something that is going to be as an occupation, it's mm-hmm. gonna be viewed by the masses, you're taking a risk because you know, you'll get comments of
2: well, I can do that, right. oh, my
1: aunt's and blah blah you know, <laughs> things like that. And you're like, Well, that's wonderful. But I think that you take that risk because you, yeah. you're you're putting your emotions into yeah. a solid form, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, with ceramics or stainless or glass or mm-hmm. or whatever.
0: What is your advice for them if they want to get uh, started in clay? Uh huh.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Just work at it. Experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take some classes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Go see. Go to some shows.
1: Be humble and don't be afraid to ask questions. Yep. You know, I mm-hmm. ask to this day. I'll bug Karen or or Jane or Bill. I'll call Bill all the time um, and ask questions for Troy and do research on your own. You know, YouTube. That's mm-hmm. how I learned to throw mm-hmm. YouTube. And I took Bill's class and I went in through a pot. He's like, "How do you learn all that?" That's <laughs> said, "YouTube." But <clears throat> and have patience with yourself. Yeah. You know, um, it's a process. It's, you know, every day I learn something. Mm-hmm. Every day it's day. I'll never quit learning. The ceramics does not tolerate haste.
2: I even yeah. call Karen mm-hmm. and ask her advice now and then. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. I, I don't think <laughs> The you mentor would.
0: becomes a teacher.
4: <laughs> I don't think you ever stop learning. Uh-uh. No. 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 And, you know, just trying different things, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I have a pot that I've been making that um, it's got a flat shoulder to it. I was just in my studio working one day and a fly was flying around. And I, you're I, oh Yeah, I was like, I don't care where this thing landed I'm because getting. I'm getting it and it's been bothering me for a long time. So it's got to die. So I, I smacked it. It landed on my pot. I hit it and I was building this pot. So it was really wet. And that clay just laid over. <laughs> cool. And I, I thought, well, I'll fix that here in a little bit. And <laughs> I, I stood there, stood, took a break, and I came back and I looked at it. I was like, "I don't think I can do something with that." So <laughs> I left it flat, and, and I built a flat shoulder. And so, and now I do a lot of pots like that. So it with just, dead
0: flies you know,
1: in them. I <laughs> kill like a fly on
0: like every, every pot I have. <laughs> the pin, the safety pin in the
1: pot.
4: Oh yeah, I <laughs> I like to wear sweaters like a apron. And so I don't, I don't have buttons on my sweaters or anything. So I can, if I had to set the pot in my lap, it doesn't mm-hmm. scratch it or anything. So, but but sometimes I get cold and I want to close my sweater, so I use the safety pin up high. And that safety pin had made it into my clay somehow and into my pot, and I built the pot and had the safety pin in it. <laughs> Weird stuff happens in the studio.
0: <laughs> Is there uh, anything that you want to achieve? I mean, you've all dedicated most of your artistic endeavors into play. Is there anything else you want to try your hand at?
2: Yeah, I'm wanting to concentrate more on sculpture than pots i
4: am doing
3: lately. Mm-hmm.
4: I think we've all kind of got that bug yeah. mm-hmm. a little bit. Tara's mm-hmm. got one going. That's yes, bigger than I, she
1: is. I, you know, I've always, you know, working with Demas, and in all of his work, and, you know, one thing he's taught me is just don't have any fear. Mm-hmm. And so I designed a sculpture. It's 11 foot tall, and it should be done next week. It's stainless. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm wanting to do more public art. Um, I do weld a little bit, <laughs> but not to that caliber. So I have a wonderful fabrication team that I send a design. We sit down, we work together. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to continue to work with stainless and clay and now I'm going to incorporate some, some stainless with the ceramic and ceramic and glass. Barbara Weaver and I are working on together with that. I, I think that, um, ceramic needs to be viewed as, is, is the foundation for, for different, uh, art forms. I think it, everybody, when you get that here ceramics, you think of a teacup.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: like, mm-hmm. Well, it can be so much more. And that's, I'm with Jane and Karen on that. We want to do more sculpture, you know, aspect, more public art, mm-hmm. because a lot of people don't even get to go to the shows or get exposed to um, the art markets or able to go to galleries. So when you sure. have a piece of public art, you know, you have kids that, that come and look and, and hopefully it will spark something in them. Mm-hmm. And being a woman, a lot of times they're like, well, women don't weld. Well, you're going to see, now you're seeing more and more fabricators that are female. Uh, and I think we just, like I said, you just got to keep pushing, doing that, you know, pushing it, try new things. Don't be afraid to to try new things, you know? So yeah, In short, go big or go
0: home. There you go. <laughs> What's next? What's next for all of you? I mean, you're all going to be at Cherokee Art Market come October fourteenth
1: and fifteenth, correct? Fourteenth, fifteenth. Right. I'm booth one fifty two. Karen is you're right behind me, right?
2: <laughs> I don't remember. I'm in one thirty four. One fifty five, I think. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: And we'll be missing two of our yes. best buddies this year: Ben Harjo Jr. And Lambert Wilson. And Lambert Wilson. Ben has been in my life for. 30 some years and he passed away in May.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And Lambert Wilson, he was one of our biggest collectors, and he passed away last October. So we'll be missing them.
0: And what's after uh Cam, Cherokee yeah. Art Market Rust? Oh
4: uh, no. <laughs> There's a Christmas not. show at um uh, the winter first holiday art market. First oh, they year. call it WHAM. Nicole winter holiday they art market. It WHAM uh-huh. at FAM, First Wham Americans fam. Museum uh-huh. in Oklahoma City.
1: When is that? I can't
4: remember. It's December. I think it's toward the, like first or second mm-hmm. weekend. I think maybe in, in third
1: and fourth. Third, maybe. yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm thinking that the following weekend I'm supposed to be going to New York, but I don't know for sure. I haven't heard back yet. So, we'll see. Mm. For. Yeah. Uh, it's the uh NMAI uh Smithsonian show. Oh, okay, yeah, Ew. yeah. Did you apply for that? I did. The booth's $1,200 starting. I don't care. I'm gonna <laughs> I think I'm gonna start donating plasma, <laughs> yeah.
3: plasma, blood,
1: uh, yeah. hair. Really, yeah, it's, it's expensive, but you know, <sighs> I went to Washington and did it one year and. Uh, I think my work now is better fit in, in New York. Um uh, the people were amazing. Love. It. it's just a matter of getting there. And that's one thing a lot of people don't see is we put the majority travel. Yeah, yeah. The travel. yeah, the travel, the mm-hmm. financial so this, this not only that is um just to go. Right. Just to be able to get out the door. Mm-hmm. You've already got all that expense and months ahead. Months mm-hmm. ahead. Yeah. And so uh, the Cherokee Nation is helping with that now with mm-hmm. the Artist Recovery Act, which is great. We're, th- we're thankful mm-hmm. for. Um, be great when it goes through. When it, Yeah. Once it, started, <laughs> once it starts working, we're going to be really happy. But uh, the concept is good. But if I can say one thing, I think that the true measure of a civilization is how they treat their art and their artists. And language is important, but I think that if you are treated as a substandard class, when you, when you, you know, we've got to dispel that starving mm-hmm. artist mm-hmm. view. Um, we need to be a little bit more revered, and maybe that's the new artist coming mm-hmm. out of me. But right. from what I'm seeing is is just from a business perspective, being in business my whole life. When you look at uh, different aspects of this, I think that that's respect is not always given. Especially, you know, like Jane, she doesn't need to be traveling without assistance. We need to assign somebody with her besides Lily. We love Lily. <laughs> Lily's the best <laughs> chef in the world, but to help her to do these things, to travel and, and go. Mm. Um, but we're getting there. You're mm. seeing it's, it's getting there with the Arts Recovery Act. Uh, and I think.
0: Well, it's, it's good. It's important to have that support. But again, absolutely. as your artist, but you're also self-business people because Mm -hmm. what you do is what you Mm -hmm. have to sell Mm -hmm. Uh, so investing in in yourself I think is important and you got to really push yourselves out there and move forward and congratulations to you to doing Mm -hmm. that it's a huge step
1: I'm trying I you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) call you afterwards (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah I'm I'm out of cigarettes and dark pepper but it's all good though
2: Karen and I may be going to Baltimore or Westminster, Maryland. <laughs> what's what's next there? year? Common Ground on the Hill. Mm-hmm.
4: We did it ten years ago. Yeah.
2: And um, anyway, Anita Fields and her son did it a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. But it's really a neat place.
4: It's like an adult summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> and In not- our dorm, we had people from Scotland, artists.
2: Ukraine, all kinds of yes. places. <laughs> Yeah. Wow.
4: Th- they were great. Yeah. And they are their, their jam sessions at two in the All morning. were Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Co-ed dorms. <laughs> uh, yeah. We were both little...
2: teaching if we go. Yeah. We're both teaching pottery there this next.
4: It's in Westminster, yeah. Maryland. It's called Common Ground on the Hill. And it's mm-hmm. it's it is like it's not just adults. There were kids there. Mm-hmm. They were having like a basketball camp, it's artists all, from the, all over the world. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. yeah. They were they're Pro football players there helping kids. Uh-huh. They yeah. had it was just about anything, anything yeah. talent you could uh-huh. well
0: congratulations mm-hmm. to all of you and pushing yourselves mm-hmm. forward and doing something so unique. That's um right. Do each of you think you have... Is there a Tamara Roberts signature? Is there a carrying walking stick signature and Jane Austen signature that someone says, oh, it's identifi- identifiable as... I think we're all identifiable.
4: Yeah. yeah. I don't think you can really mm. yeah. help it. I would know your work. And you? Yeah, yeah, you just kind of
1: have a yeah, style. I think, I think you just... You can't help but have that because you're influenced by your... Personal stories mm-hmm. and then it comes out. So yeah, I think that it's like you can see. You definitely know Karen's, and you definitely know Jane when you yeah. see him. So yeah, I would. when I
2: teach classes, their pottery might look like mine mm-hmm. in the beginning, but after a, a year, I would say Karen's didn't look anything like mine.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you develop. She would
2: really wanted to develop her own.
4: Yeah, and then and you have did. ideas, and yeah. mm-hmm. you know your ideas aren't the same, and. We're just getting
2: fun going say, oh, that looks like James. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of artists will settle for that, but cared, not Karen.
4: Right. Yeah, I've had people ask me before. I've had a full booth. I stood up at the herd in Phoenix and I had all my pine smoke pottery on one side and i had put on my painted stuff on the other side and i was joking saying this was my day job and this was my after midnight stuff <laughs> well they'd say how many artists are represented here all, me myself i and all of our personalities
0: <laughs> when you guys have downtime i mean if you're continuing to produce and create is there a a season or a specific time that you take off one or two months Jane's yeah. like, no, never, no, never. <laughs> Constantly going. You still haven't
4: made it to the creek yet.
0: If I know.
1: have been trying to go to the creek for a year.
2: <laughs> if I don't work every day, I feel guilty and I get in a bad mood too because mm-hmm. if something's yeah. keeping me from working, it's in my way. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, one of the aspects I want to bring up is Jane's obviously a national treasure. Mm. How that feel? I
2: don't know that I feel any. Different. <laughs> I mean, I like well, well, me I'm honored that they bestowed
0: that. What title. signifies to become a national tre- uh, treasure with the Cherokee Nation?
2: Well, you must be a contributor to the community, and um, your work. Well, let's see. When we didn't. okay, it has. When we are making new treasures, mm. we look at their contribution to the community. Is their work culturally relevant, and then we look at the work itself when we're selecting treasures so those three things in mind fantastic and, well, congratulations to you well deserved I think that was in two thousand five It's been a long time and, ago <laughs> and uh, you must have worked at least ten years at your yeah. used to be twenty years, and I I don't know if it's good that we shortened it or not, mm. because a lot of people are getting it when they're really young and they really haven't made a very big contribution yet. Mm-hmm. And, and, and some people want it before they've done 10 years. Right, so, right. Uh, we've had some little conflicts about that. But anyway, well, when I was selected, it was a surprise. Nobody told you, nobody. You know, you had no idea. And
0: it's and, an annual thing, correct?
2: Um, and now, I shouldn't say this; not the right time to bring it up. Some people are actively campaigning mm-hmm. to be a national treasure, and that's not how it started. Someone in the old days, someone noticed your contribution. And Now it's almost—it's uh, turned into a different thing,
0: almost a competition. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Someone. Some kind of yeah. Well, people are are asking other people, "Make me a treasure, nominate me," and that's really different (laughs) than the way it used to be. Right, right. It used to be someone noticed that you were doing something. Mm
4: -hmm. It should still be that way. Yeah, Yeah. I think it should still be that way. Uh, I do too, because if someone is, if you've just got your head down and you're just working and you're doing your thing, and and somebody notices that, that Mm -hmm. seems like it would mean more.
2: And people are actively campaigning for it now.
3: It should of. be an
0: honor, not something that you yeah. try mm-hmm. to achieve. It mm-hmm. works yeah. speak for itself. Yeah. Since yeah. most artists in the whole spectrum are work for themselves and they work alone, do you think there's an important factor in creating a maker studio, at least tribal maker mm-hmm. studio, so people can collectively mm-hmm. come together? And- I
2: think for the younger people, that would be great. I actually don't work well I've worked in large studio like in Santa Fe and Clay. And my granddaughter's working in my studio right now. And I'm working on a sculpture. And it's so personal to me when I'm working. I can't work on it when she's there. I have to wait till she leaves. Really. And I, I wouldn't do well in a maker's studio. I have done before and I really liked it because mm-hmm. you do get influenced and inspired by other people's work. But when I'm doing serious work, I, want, I have to be alone.
4: I think the same way. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I've taught classes mm. before where I've built, I planned on building across from someone and I'll I'll stop and, mm-hmm. and just help them mm-hmm. because it is. Yeah. I, I can I demonstrate, really it, but I can't really it. truly
2: make a piece that's yeah. worth anything. Yeah. When I'm
4: commingling with a lot of other people. <laughs> yeah. I'd just be down the hall talking.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think it's. Um I think it's important to have a makerspace. Mm. Um, like I said, I've worked on a team with Bill and Demas, and that was the highlight of my, well, besides being a mom, obviously, but, you know, as far as my career, career artistic career, working with them and collaborating, it is invaluable. Mm. You can't put any price on any of that. Uh, learning from another artist. And I think that when you get together with a group, you're going to, you know, the ideas just explode, just Mm -hmm. start. And then also as a a mentor, you know, being able to teach the youth, you know, like Jane, taught Karen, how, not only how to, to work in the medium, but to fill out applications, go to shows, Mm -hmm. market yourself, all the things that need to be done, because unfortunately it, it has been viewed as uh, not a necessity or not a way to make a living. You know, like Bill and Tracy Rabbit, but they've done a great job mm-hmm. with, with how, you know, Bill did what he did and Tracy carried right. it forward. That should be the norm, mm-hmm. you know. And so a makerspace not only is going to teach them how to uh, create, develop, and market, and that's important. And then they need to learn how to be sustainable, to repeat it. And I think a makerspace would do that. And we have a look at it from an economic standpoint is that we're teaching a, the younger generation uh, to way, a way to make a living creatively.
0: Correct. And I th- also think it also promotes and continues the culturally significant and legacy of completely agree that tribal mm-hmm. uh, heritage, be it Cherokee, be it Delaware, mm-hmm. Mohawk, or whatever, the three tribes I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> affiliated <laughs> to. Um, you know, because you're losing – Components, especially with elders, even though things are written, you need the firsthand experience mm-hmm. in creating that. Where you taught Karen, um when you have it more of a, a collective, mm-hmm. you're creating that cultural significance mm-hmm. of that tribe and how important their heritage is.
1: If you think back, society has become more insular mm-hmm. and but, bubbled, bubbled. Yeah, but yet we're still in constant communication. So. Um, our ancestors in, in, in the tribal living—they were in a group yeah. setting. They weren't like texting over there, no. to <laughs> gym ball sitting <laughs> over there. You know, they were actually together and sharing that, and it was handed down and or pushed forward. And, and I think we've lost that aspect. And I mm-hmm. think a makerspace could possibly bring that back. Yeah.
2: I can see working with other people if they have their studio there and I have mine there.
1: <laughs> you
3: have your right. black curtain well, <laughs> and James, is
1: right? Because when you're it is personal. Yeah. I think working and getting the idea is great and turning and then I have to go home, like I say, when you're working on something that's significant and have your little space. Right. I think you have to make like a Tulsa Fab Lab. You know mm. something yeah. like that, you know, where you go or Wampa and you go and, and you have your your space. Yeah. To collaborate, to teach, and then you know you go to your go to your room and <laughs> you know and, and create. I think that yeah, definitely. Even when I was in
2: college taking art, mm-hmm. I would work during the whole class, mm-hmm. but afterwards is when I did the work that was important mm-hmm.
0: after the class.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: In what ways do you envision your art contributing to a broader understanding and appreciation of Native American culture? both within and outside the community? It's a big question. It's a long question. (laughs) Uh, Say that again. (laughs) Uh, In what ways do you envision your art contributing to a broader understanding and appreciation of Native American culture, both within and outside the community? Do you think as artists, um, not you independently are getting the recognition, but Artists, Native American artists are actually being recognized as true artists, not someone that's just creating a craft to sell on the roadside mm-hmm. or an art market, that you're actually being recognized as an artist, both within the Native art community, mm-hmm. but on a mm-hmm. national global spectrum that Native American art is actually looking at.
2: I think we are.
0: And I think our work could
2: cross that boundary and of- being native american and mainstream i I believe that galleries might look at our work other than native american galleries Mm -hmm. or collectors
0: the time is now i think i answered one third of that question Yeah, yeah. (laughs) a lot of it uh, pertains to the ebb and flow you know Uh, Indigenous Native American art has had an ebb and flow where it becomes uh, a thing, then it goes down, and it goes up. Mm-hmm. And I think it's always, in essence, looked at as a craft, not so much an art form. Mm-hmm. And do you think it now with the significance of so much happening yeah. um, nationally with recognition mm-hmm. of Native American art that we're getting our time that's going to be long sustained?
2: When I first started entering pottery, the five civilized tribes in the Skogii, Pottery was not entered as pottery. It was entered as a cabin craft. Really, And I never, never did, did do the show again. And And they did finally change it. But the Trail of Tears show in Tahlequah, it's been going on 40-something years.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And in the year 2000, I believe, Bill Glass and Mike Daniel complained loudly because they only allowed painting and sculpture. They didn't consider pottery an art. Anyway, uh, Bill Glass and Mike Daniels, I believe, changed that to where pottery and other art forms could be entered in our very own Cherokee art shop. <laughs> they only allowed European art <laughs> or, you know, painting and sculpture. Right, right. Interesting. It, that hasn't been that long ago that that was changed. Wow.
0: Then, I didn't know that. I think it was
1: you just so much as a utilitarian right mm-hmm. right are mm-hmm.
0: not really an art form mm-hmm. but
4: when you had an abundance <laughs> yeah. you could sit around and uh, exactly uh, make your pots pretty well that's the thing is you
1: know when you look back at civilizations and you it went from the designs on on the pottery or the usage went from a, a little rough and you know we're going to cook with this pot to one that was mm. an adornment mm-hmm. or you know, burial vessel, things like that. And I think that's a measure of the civilization.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: What's interesting to me with our Southeast designs, when I first started doing them 40 years ago or so, Anna Mitchell was doing it, and Ngofti Scott, the shell Carver, and Bill Glass. Pretty much the only ones in our community that was doing the Southeast designs. Now you see it in paintings, you see right. it in sculpture, you see it everywhere now. Everybody's using those designs. And there were only just a few of us doing that a long time ago.
0: I need yeah. to get Bill and Demas both on the show together.
1: They're amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, ladies, um, is there anything else you want to add or share or promote and tell us about?
1: Mm. Mm. Cherokee Art Market, come see us. Mm.
0: October 14th Art- and 15th yeah. at the Hard Rock Hotel in, in uh
1: yeah. Katusa.
4: Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have an exhibit going on right now. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, with Chick- uh, Chickasaw Nation in Sulphur, Oklahoma, at their Artesian Galleries. Okay, um, there's uh, goes through November. I'm not sure what the date is when uh, when it ends, but it's called Earth and Stain, and it's myself, uh, Dylan Cavan, and Karen Berry.
2: Fantastic. How about you, Jane? I have an exhibit at the Anna Mitchell Cultural Center in Bonita that will be up until sometimes in October. Mm -hmm. It's called A Legacy of Her Her Own. They first exhibited Anna's pottery and then mine. And I guess they were trying to say that I now have a legacy. But I told them the day they opened it, I, I think what's important, my legacy, is the students that have continued... My pottery is one thing, but mm. if I hadn't taught someone else and it continued, I don't think that would be much of a legacy.
1: True. Uh, good point. You got Lily coming, too. Yeah, She's working.
0: And what else is next? You mentioned New York.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm finishing sculpture next week mm-hmm. that should be placed at the Cultural Pathway in Tahlequah between the Spider Gallery and the Cherokee Arts Center. And then I'm working with a company called you might have heard of them. I'm going to tell you.
3: Um, <laughs> yes,
1: kind of. Yeah. So hoping hoping to get more involved in the furniture design side. Oh, um, you will. I love it. I love it. I know. Uh, yeah. Just trying to keep that butt afloat.
0: And you two ladies, what's next? What else you want to share? I'm just making sculpture right now. <laughs> Bronzes.
1: Uh, well, we're going to hope to yeah. get Jane's bronze finished. Well, mm-hmm. I'm making
2: one now that's just about 23 or 24 inches tall. Mm-hmm. And I've had trouble getting some bronze work done, so I think I'll just fire it and have it claim. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh,
2: I have a corn woman that's 5 foot 5 inches tall that I made a year last November, mm-hmm. going on two years. And we were able to save the clay version, and uh, the bronze version is in progress.
0: It's being done. It's being done. Eventually. <laughs> it takes time. Art takes time. Well, this has been thoroughly enjoyable for me. I hope you've enjoyed yourselves. Yes, thank you. It wasn't you too bad. Our- it was fun. It was oh, fun. good, good. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming today. <laughs> thoroughly appreciate thank
4: it. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. <laughs>
0: Absolutely.